I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash <coughs> Unique New York. What did you have any fun? The you human any fun? torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> What's that that's, from? That's from Anchorman. Uh, okay, you got, I, was, I, was, I said unique New York, and I was like, I wish I thought of a more like a unique. There you go, non cliche. We we should we need a more unique New York anyway, outside of vocal exercises. Mm. Well, because New know. York isn't particularly new unique anyway, because it's it's presumably quite similar point. to York. It's presumably very similar to York, only mm. newer. Um, I wanted. Do you have you ever done? A, have you ever thrown out like a red lorry, yellow lorry? Oh, I've dabbled. Yeah, I think that one's hard because we don't really say lorry in New Zealand. Yeah, if I, it was like red walker, yellow walker. <laughs> Not as hard to say, but very <laughs> culturally relevant. Um, welcome everybody to the Cold Popshire podcast. My name is AJ and I'm also joined by my best friend Richard. Um, and what we do, <laughs> we exist here in this this coil where we do this podcast i'm taking sad from miserable <laughs> um we for a long time now we've been doing this show called film franchise fortnights where and we we're watch finally the different- doing the franchise that uh, <laughs> people have been clamoring for yes so we watch a different film franchise every fortnight and um now we are continuing um this year's tradition of diving into niche franchises with mm. demographics uh, you and i sit firmly outside of um mm. and in a weird case i feel like no no one i've seen in our in our like fan community gives a mm. shit about this <laughs> yeah. like we've got a we've got our um meeting of the elders segment usually where we hear from the fans i've not even included it this episode because just no one said anything yeah so except for one person who was like i haven't watched them <laughs> it's like okay mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna read that out um so yeah this week on film franchise fortnights we're going to be covering the five diary of a wimpy kid films which is a franchise based on get this the sixth best selling book series of all time uh, Mm. written by cartoonist Jeff Kinney about a middle school student named Greg which I reckon if I was born two to three years later I would have been obsessed with this book series I reckon I would have been all about it yeah we we just missed (laughs) and the the films as well like yeah it feels like there's one element particularly that I feel like for some of my like younger workmates you know would be quite made of quite an impression on them oh yes 
Well, I look forward to you interrupting <laughs> what I'm saying to tell me what that is when it comes up. Um, yeah, no, I well, I actually, miss- it's <laughs> <laughs> I missed the boat completely and had barely heard anything about these movies beyond the fact they existed until now. The first book came out in 2007, <gasps> which is the first year I started high school. Which means, like, it's literally like six months earlier. I would have still been in what we call middle school when the first one. Don't we call intermediate middle school? Oh, well, we, yeah, we don't call it middle school. But. Sorry, what you guys in America call middle school, yeah. we call intermediate, which is where these, the you know, Greg is a middle schooler, presumably for eternity. He's been a middle schooler mm. for about 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the films we're discussing today include Diary of a Wimpy Kid in 2010, uh, Roderick Rules in 2011, Dog Days in 2012, The Long Haul in 2017, and then an animated Disney Plus reboot from 2021, also called Diary of a Wimpy mm, Kid. It's worth it's like- mentioning the like two, three, and four have Diary of a Wimpy Kid as the title with what yep. you said as the subtitle. As the subtitle, yep. Um, yeah, and so... We started with the diary of a wimpy kid and we end with a diary of a wimpy kid, such as the poetry of life often recorded in said diaries. So um, the first film, Diary of a Wimpy Kid in 2010, this was directed by someone named Thor Frudenthal, which is maybe the coolest director name <laughs> we've ever read out of this podcast. Um, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? These these all had theatrical releases except for the Disney Plus one, uh, which is interesting because they kind of feel like straight-to-DVD movies, mm, yeah, uh, but with higher budgets. <laughs> Mm. so so what do you think this has on ron tomatoes um, i would guess about 60 like fresh mm-hmm. but not quite but but only just it's it's only got 54 percent on ron tomatoes oh, yeah. um and that's a common you know like the reception to these films i was quite interested to discover as we went through them yeah the, the, i was, i agree because I never, it was one of these things, I was aware of these, and like you said, we weren't in the right demographic, so I just, I knew there was five of them, I knew there was four, and then a live action mm. one, I didn't know that the fourth one was a, uh, sorry, an animated one, and then I didn't know that the fourth one was a new cast until we started watching mm. this, but Neither. one thing that I was like, I have no idea if these films are good, I mean, the fact that no, I've never heard anyone talking about them is probably a hint, but, mm. like, yeah, oh, they're I've just, so I've just American, though, yeah. do you know what I mean? They're so American, and like, the books yeah just like like so so the books as i understand it being the sixth most sold or best selling mm. series of all time the books are revered like the books are adored it was just so but- fucking many of them like if you make <laughs> that many books and sell one yeah. each it's going to crack the top 10 <laughs> yeah so can you tell us what diary of a wimpy kid based on the 2007 book what the first film is about uh, so greg Hefley is just starting middle school he's got this uh, best friend named rowley who's like not as cool he's not very cool and greg <laughs> wants to be cool and he wants so, to be popular he wants to be a populator populate <laughs> don't we all <laughs> pop you later anyway he he yeah goes to middle school it's, it's his attempts to be cool which all inadvertently make rowley cooler Mm. and then rally who's just the sweet gentle guy that mm. doesn't do anything wrong <laughs> and yeah and greg's just kind of whiny and gets himself into all mm. these problems throughout the whole thing but yeah there's this whole this 
narratively important piece of cheese as you put it which sits on the black top <laughs> and it's been there for god knows how long and no one knows how it got there and if you touch the cheese you get what is known as the cheese touch a viral sound yeah. on tiktok you may have heard and mm. the yeah the idea is just that it's one of these stupid rumors that kids have and you know it's like it's cooties essentially and so yeah. you pass it on and then this one kid got it and then moved away and mm. so the cheese touch was taken vanquishing with no had, the cheese touch no one had had the cheese touch in a long time but uh, i don't want to spoil it for you but uh <laughs> rowley ends up eating the cheese and uh then uh greg takes the fall for him and admits to eating the cheese there's also uh you know well, he's he's this, made to eat cheese by a group of of teenage of, bullies of teenage bullies very yeah. very just bad he doesn't just voluntarily eat the cheese <laughs> no one would voluntarily eat the cheese <laughs> They do like that. It's like the permanent cheese touch, the the mega yeah, cheese yeah. touch. But anyway, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's other sort of things. There's a whole cast of characters, bunch of silly characters at the school. He's got a zany family, a zany mm-hmm. family, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, it's, because his, his dad's played by one of AJ's favorite actors. Steve Zahn. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and uh, he's also got his older brother. Where did that start? I feel I, like I, Steve... I was thinking about this. I have no idea where it came from that you like Steve Zahn. I don't know Zahn. if Steve, Steve Zahn is one of my favorite actors. It's more just he's he's like not a household name, but one that I remember and recognize. I'm gonna, I think um, that's more what it is. I'm going to look um, search search out messenger chat for this <laughs> no um, I don't take to, I don't reckon it'll you'll find the the well, I, inception. the inception of it yeah I think the inception <laughs> of it, it was in person um, okay so it's just an actor who I recognize it'd be the same it's like how you you fail to recognize Scoot McNary this is the yeah. opposite of that <laughs> yeah 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 it's, you're, I you're always cripplingly aware of Steve's <laughs> arm. so I said I said I haven't seen Phineas and Fern one time and you said steve zahn is in, is in an episode <laughs> uh, I of said, course i would know that <laughs> i said that uh steve zahn is pretty good and wharf the Planet of the apes i referred to as your favorite actor there that was when i was watching it <laughs> and I, when i think when i must have been watching um death note the live action one i said why do we need shay wiggum and steve zahn <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of steve zahn um this film and the next three in the series do star a number of film franchise Fortnite's familiar faces or if 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 ifs um including uh steve zahn who uh we have seen before as you said he played bad ape in war for the planet of the apes where i believe we actually decided he should have been played by mark ruffalo um <laughs> <laughs> we've also got Rachel Harris, who plays Greg's mom. Uh, we've seen her before in The Hangover. She's the the bitchy wife of What's-His-Face. Um, and she's also in Night at the Museum, Secret mm. of the Tomb. Um, the film also stars Zachary Gordon as, as Greg, the titular wimpy kid, who we've seen previously in Santa Buddies, The Legend of Santa Paws, and The Search for Santa Paws, where he voiced Puppy Paws and Paws, respectively, who I can't remember if those are the same character or not. <laughs> or they're just very similarly named. Um, he also appeared somewhere in National Treasure, Book of Secrets, but probably most notably, he grew up to play the lead male love interest in American Pie Presents Girls Rules, which is a film written into the DNA of Cole Popshire. Um, 
And the American Pie connection doesn't stop there because Devin Bostick, who plays Roderick, uh, who is uh, Greg's older brother, who's like a, a rock star in a, in a heavy metal band called Loaded Diaper, mm-hmm. um, he played high school, stu- high school student number four in American Pie Presents the Naked Mile. And this feels somewhat appropriate because this really is like the middle school version of American Pie. Mm, in instead of fucking like, a pie, it's touching some cheese. It's like legit though right like that's a that's a that is what if you were going to take the events of american pie and make them appropriate for middle schoolers that's something you could do (laughs) um also do you remember that chloe grace moretz is in this movie (laughs) yeah it's like an original character for the film as well right yeah not not from the book she plays a minor role and i'm gonna guess uh she bailed on the franchise because kick ass came out the same year as this um and probably bumped her acting fee to outside what this entire movie yeah she she's really this movie's pixie lot from fred (laughs) one (laughs) <laughs> um, we've only seen her once before in film franchise Fortnite's and Muppets Most Wanted which is a film which quite often is the only film we've seen <laughs> an actor before in um, but yeah what did you think of Diary of a Wimpy Kid uh, it's average <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. uh, pretty unremarkable yeah I mean it's that thing of a character just kind of being in a dick kind of being annoying and then hmm. Getting off pretty scot free. Mm. I will say one thing. So there's the, so there's the one of his attempts to become cool is to become the newspaper cartoonist, which ends out working out for for Rowley. Very he, well for Rowley. Yeah. He, when he makes one of uh, he takes one of Greg's ideas and runs with it, and it's called Zoo Wee Mama, and so it'll be like, um, you know, a, a pretty casual observation about something or it doesn't go right and then the last panel the character says zooey mama and Mm. and, you know rally comes up to greg and says like greg i put you in the next zooey mama and look you get to say zooey mama (laughs) and i'm i'm gonna be honest with you aj i think zooey mama is fucking hilarious that is so (laughs) funny (laughs) I'd i'd heard the phrase before is it from this i I guess i don't know but it's like that is the best thing these films have to offer it's <laughs> so funny that like yeah. <laughs> just the idea of this, <laughs> of this comic and that everyone gets behind it the comic isn't actually referenced in uh two and three but they say zooey mama like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just taken off it's that's <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah. great yeah no I, I hear you i i um i agree i found greg just so insufferable and mean um but i guess that's probably true to life and i'm sure part of the reason i dislike it is because i see a lot of myself Mm. (laughs) at that age and greg um but like i think as well like part of the problem here is that i wouldn't really call him wimpy like Mm. he's obnoxious it's a weird it's a weird choice of adjective to base your franchise around yeah yeah and it, it barely ever comes up as well um but the film, the film started, and uh, it's this kid narrating high school, and it's got shades of coming of age, and these are all like kind of things that I I 
gravitate to a lot in film and i was like oh i think i'm really gonna like this and then he's like so anyway i'm starting first day of school and you gotta make sure you're careful who you talk to or whatever and then some kid's like well hey greg and he doesn't recognize him there's this whole bit about how the yearbook photos like something happened Mm. during the summer um they're like like, um yeah this kid's like hey greg and he goes hey fella and I was just like, what a rude thing to say. Yeah. And then I caught on to the fact of how bloody rude Greg is. Diary just of a, a rude... bloody rude kid. <laughs> He's just a diary of a bloody rude kid. He is rude. He's just mean. He's just a dick. And like his priorities are out of whack. And I guess that like it's all fertile ground for a character arc, for a mm. character, you know, with these priorities to learn. I, I will say it's not as bad in two and three. Agreed. Yeah, that, yeah, and so and so that kind of allows me to forgive it a little bit in one that it is like you actually do have character growth. Mm, yeah, totally. But still, it's it's a story of a kid with a really kind and gentle friend who he just mm. fucking hates because <laughs> he's a good person. <laughs> yeah. So critical reception seemed to reflect what we're saying with everyone saying Greg was, I saw one quote said he was unpleasant, Um, which sounds like it's a departure from the books. Apparently the books don't have this problem, but I'll tell you what, I've seen the first book adapted twice and I'm not sure it could be that much Mm. of a departure. Like uh, how much can you I'm sure they're not like diary of a nice young man. My favorite character was uh, Shirag Gupta, who's the little Indian boy that delivers the TikTok sound of, good God, man, you almost got the cheese touch, which I first saw um, in a, a TikTok by Mitzi, who she was, the joke was like, when your boyfriend's getting handsy, but it's your time of the month. Mm. So yeah, it's like, yeah, good it's, God, man, uh, you almost got the cheese touch. I've only ever really seen it as... Um... Uh, girls referring to their unwashed privates <laughs> what a legacy diary of a wimpy kid leads <laughs> and there's there's another tiktok sound from the second one and i was mm. like i can't believe that there's two viral sounds from this franchise but then at the same time if there are 20 year olds out there using mm. tiktok they probably grew up on this franchise and there almost definitely are 20 year olds out there using TikTok. using tiktok i yeah i would put money on it <laughs> but that's the other thing that i i wanted to i mean it's kind of a i don't know how much more you have to say about the first one because this is a segue into the second one a little bit um i can <laughs> do you want me to run through the last few notes just sprint through it <laughs> all right okay um there is an element of oh, gross I've out in comedy. Close contact with someone who is pos- who is COVID nineteen. Oh wow, you got the cheese touch and real. Oh my god, I got the cheese touch. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you need to stop recording? <gasps> Do you want? Are you okay to continue recording with me? <laughs> Good God, man! Mm-hmm. It's worth saying for those that don't know, we're in different cities, so I am not now also cheese touched. Oh, oh, no, I think you've, I think you've been <laughs> cheese touched. How great is, like, we often theme episodes, you know, like we did an airplane episode as I was about to get on an airplane, and now we're doing the Cheese Touch franchise and you're in close contact <laughs> to COVID-19. <laughs> so I was last exposed on Wednesday. So when mm. could that have been? Like, well, I mean, Wednesday, obviously. Well, what was it? It's Friday night Wednesday? right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I presume it was just at work then. Okay. Good God. Did they not tell? It's just a mystery. 
Yeah, like so you literally were a it close says, contact. Last exposed around Wednesday, first of June, two days ago. You have been in contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Bluetooth tracing has t- detected that you have been in contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Monitor your symptoms for ten days. If symptoms developed, get a test. And if you stay home until you receive a negative test result, if you live with someone who has COVID nineteen, tap find out more and follow the instructions for household contacts. Okay. I've completed zero of the last fourteen days of my diary. <laughs> no one does that shit anymore. I flew to the other side of the world and back last week, and mm. um, my highest risk of getting COVID has been coming back to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, there is an element of gross-out comedy to these movies, which mm. I think makes me uncomfortable uh, because of how young everyone is. And we'll get more into this. We talk about it a few times. But I wonder if this movie was made now, if there would be as many scenes of shirtless 12-year-olds running around. Like, like they make them play shirts... Oh, first yeah. skins and like and it's like that yeah, that's illegal <laughs> you can't do that in high school but we'll get more there's a few th- i don't quite want to call it problematic corner but certainly like just gross corner <laughs> gross corner which we'll get to later on um so one of the things that this movie does is that it integrates the famous illustrations from the books which are very simple stick figure-esque doodles of all the characters and it'll be like it'll start with you know, fully animated, and then the characters, you'll see the animated characters walking in live action, and then it'll transition to reveal the the live action people in their place. And I really like this idea, but I thought it was interesting that they didn't cast actors based on how they look in the books. Mm. Roderick and Greg's dad both have quite long flowing hair in the movies, but in the book, they're both like, well, Roderick has a buzz cut and the dad's balding. And then it's like, so you'll see like this balding stick figure and then it'll transition to Steve yeah. Zahn with this lush hair. <laughs> it's like, that's not, it doesn't look like him. Why would Greg draw his own dad that way? Mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't be as big of a deal if they didn't show them transitioning. But I think um, at least they give live action Greg, like they the crown of his hair they spike mm. up a bit to kind of resemble the 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 lone three hairs the illustration has, but I did mm. think it was interesting, like because you could either like adjust the drawing so that your version of the dad looks more like Steve Zahn, or shave his head. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, dumb IMDb trivia, Richard. So this is going to be an interesting round of dumb IMDb trivia, actually, because um, so for those that don't know, IMDb trivia is user submitted, so. Uh, and for, for I recommend everyone goes and reads all the IMDb trivia for all the Wimpy Kid movies because mm. they're all written by presumably the twelve year old boys that that yeah. watch the Wimpy Kids that watch these movies. Um, so I couldn't copy them all, but you um were looking at the the trivia earlier today and you said one of these is just a shitty movie detail, and yeah. I was like okay, and I think I found the one <laughs> you were referring to. So let me know if this is the one you meant. So this is on the IMDb trivia page for Diary of a wimpy kid 2010 says uh when the camera eases in on Chirag getting bullied by the two kids while greg is introducing him there is a teacher in the background who does not seem to be stopping the bullies this is accurate to real life yeah that was because (laughs) every every joke on shitty movie details is just like this is a reference to this is accurate to like so many of them are like there's a scene uh 30 minutes into diary of a wimpy kid where the narrator sits next to tyler durden on a plane this is a reference to the fact i put in the wrong movie i've actually like i i hate shit i hate movie details the subreddit it's, just, it's the most like annoying thing but shitty movie details is like just the same joke over and over again mm. and 
like on TikTok as well, you get those like fake movie fact. Like you get these movie facts, um, TikToks that just go, did you know? Blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. quite a few of them will be like just joke ones or they'll have like one joke one at the end. I've blocked so many accounts <laughs> just because I hate seeing these videos and just the same joke every time. Mm. Because it, it's these like, they're like, they're the Funko Pops of like <laughs> job jokes because everyone assumes i'd love them mm. and they go here richard look at this and i'm like yes i've seen this before i know <laughs> amber heard sucks oh, i know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah that's a good point i've i've unfollowed so many johnny depp amber heard tiktoks but they keep like like how is if someone who does not want to engage in this is mm. still getting recommended johnny depp is such a savage laughing crying emoji videos mm. imagine the people that are in, engaged in it imagine what they're getting sent you know yeah. um before i know you really desperately wanted to segue richard and i'm sorry to have pushed it back so far but i'm gonna have to keep pushing it back because we do have to ask a question that we ask uh, we keep forgetting to ask mm. after we cover the first film in a franchise richard and that question is french wise mm. uh this is a new segment of our show where we question why is this a franchise um what about this do you think resonated with people is it just money is it just that well, that's the I, sixth highest selling book yeah series i definitely think time. that it's like you've got this super successful book series and then even though the first movie wasn't like super well received i think there's enough goodwill from this series that you at least get a second go mm. and, and it's also, like yeah. the other books are better like let's you know yeah, yeah. it feels like that kind of thing and also the um the you're you've got a unique demographic that don't give a shit about what critical reception is yeah 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 you know um all right what was your segue well so i just i just kind of wanted to talk about how roderick rules <laughs> and then cue the theme music for Die for Wimpy Kid Roderick Rules. Okay. <laughs> that was so, that the segment. <laughs> Genuinely, I just wanted to talk about Roderick for a little bit. I figured it's like, yeah, like it suits better talking about it during the mm-hmm. second movie. But yeah, So the second movie is about the main sort of thrust of it is the mum wants Roderick and Greg to get along better. And so she tries all these things, but they end up having a throwing a party while their parents are out of town or Greg, uh, sorry, Roderick throws a party, locks Greg in the basement. Greg manages to get out of the basement and they throw this party. The parents come home early, shock horror. They clean up the house, but you know, don't do necessarily the best job of it. Mm -hmm. And then they say, we'll keep this from our parents. And they start to bond over the fact that they're hiding this from their parents. Mm. And then, you know, the whole thing unravels, whatever. But yeah, Rod Roderick is really the best part of these films. And I agree. Yeah, the thing that I that I and like, I, it's one of these things. I love seeing them be friends in this movie as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to see him, like you know, shit on his younger brother or whatever. But mm-hmm. it is cool to just see them have like this kind of nice relationship. And then by the time you get to the third movie, they've got this kind of interesting working relationship, like a real like it is realistic the best relationship kind of, in the series. Yeah, yeah, this realistic kind of like brothers one where it's not just like I'm actually actively trying to kill you all the time, and I'm not, and also not like you know oh, I I love my brother so much. It's like you know they they do look out for each, each other, but yeah, it's like without having looked this up, I'm going to assume that there are a lot of 22 23 year old girls out there who roderick was like their sexual awakening 
Very true. And um, one of the letterboxed reviews I saw for Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, said, how is any girl going to have their sexual awakening to this Roderick? Because he got mm. recast and... <laughs> yeah that one. It, 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 but it was like yeah i i i imagined you had a lot of young people not not necessarily girls but a lot of young people not understanding why they liked roderick mm. so much yeah, you know totally. because he's he's a, he's a very attractive man the actor and it's just this like devil may care attitude yeah and yeah. he's a drummer in a band and yeah, and, and and this kind of movie as well. But mm. yeah, I, I think probably in the next few years, I think you and I are going to start to see a lot of memes about people, you know, growing up falling in love with, with Roderick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this film came out in 2011, so Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. Um, it's worth saying now that it's called Roderick Rules because after they have the party, someone has graffitied Roderick Rules on the door, so they need to replace the door, and it's a great. Bit- it's a great uh, title bomb. Yeah, it is. I, I loved it. Um, and they replace the door with one from the basement, but that one doesn't have a lock, and that you know the lie gets deeper and deeper and the bond gets stronger and stronger. Um, this film was directed by David Bowers. Um, and what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? 70. It's 47. It's the worst rated um, oh. of the first three. It's I should probably say. My, my favorite. Yeah, no, it is. It's my favorite as well. Um, I think, as you said, what I loved about it was that I think a, a story of brotherly love is a lot more mm. interesting. I this think this is our than, frozen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a problem. Um, but it's interesting. It's, it's more interesting to me than something like the Rowley dynamic. And we each of the, a road trip. Each of, <laughs> each of the four films, I do think um, they seem to prioritize a different relationship to Greg, like a different character's relationship to Greg. So the first is Greg and Rowley. The second is Greg and Roderick. I'd say the third, his dad, is, is a oh, lot more prominent. Yeah. I mean, the fourth is sort of his his mum, but not mm. not as explicitly as the other three. It's more just like, look how much of a bitch his mum is. I think this is better than the first film because Greg's assholery is mm. played down. Um, but obviously, Ron Tomatoes disagrees. The general consensus on Ron Tomatoes for this film uh, gives us this glowing review moderately witty and acceptably acted diary of a wimpy kid 2 isn't much worse than the first installment (laughs) these are miserable the reason i i liked it more other than just the dynamic being more interesting to me i just thought there's a lot more like dare i say poetry in the film like there's things that like get set up and paid off at the end the characters all have different goals which are achieved in a way they didn't expect it's very exciting they want to go viral and then at the end greg's mum goes viral and um greg doesn't want to do rowley's magic show because he thinks it's social suicide but he does it so that their mum will let as like a bargain so that their mum will let Ra- uh, Roderick back in his band to play at the talent show um you know like there's there's stakes there's there's emotional investment mm. um I liked as well that the diary itself is used in the film when Roderick steals it and it leads to this crazy scene where they're at a um a uh a retirement home and Roderick, <laughs> Roderick who's pissed off at Greg steals the diary the titular diary um and is threatening to show it to Greg's crush uh Holly who's in the building um and so you get uh, she's Greg, not one who, of the retirees no sorry yeah um you get Greg who um 
the, the actor at the time, kid. the wimpy kid, is probably one of the most vulnerable ages to be seen in only your underwear. Um, mm. Scampering around a retirement home, uh, he gets beer hugged by a bunch of elderly women. Wild scenes, this yeah. movie. Crazy stuff. Like, like there's literally like a, you're in your underwear, camera pans down to a 13-year-old's dick. Like, you know, like it's it's stuff that like, where it really like skirts the line. And I feel like... um there's been maybe a slightly less publicized equivalent to like a me too movement that's happened since this film about like the treatment of underage, particularly male actors and this kind of thing. And, and how like, you know, the, the, the lack of clothing you end up seeing these children and as becomes <laughs> almost a staple of their, their mm. performances. And you watch like something like Drake and Josh or whatever. And it's like, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> looking mm-hmm. at this, but that's for a different reason for for Drake and Josh, um, in particular. <laughs> um, what 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 was there anything else that you really liked or anything you didn't like about Roderick Rules? No, <laughs> that's it. Um, I've got some dumb IMDb trivia, two pieces of dumb IMDb trivia for this film. It says, um, in the book. And maybe I should read these books because there's a lot of information I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, the message on the door reads, Hi, Roderick. But here it is, Roderick Rules. Uh, changed to Roderick Rules in the movie, which begs the question, why is the book called Roderick Rules if mm. Roderick Rules isn't what's written on the, the door? <laughs> what's going on? Why is it called night. Roderick Rules? Um, and the, the the next piece of dumb IMDb trivia I have for Roderick Rules is Meryl Streep, Eva Green were both considered for the role of Ingrid. Now, first of all, no, they weren't. Second of all, <laughs> who's Ingrid, Richard? Who's the yeah. character of Ingrid in this movie? Do you Couldn't know? Tell you. <laughs> I had to look it up. She is. She appears in a fake horror movie in the movie called The Foot. And she's like, oh, a, yes. like a you know a, a final girl in this movie called The Foot. And apparently Meryl Streep or Eva Green were considered for that bit part in this $70 million movie. <laughs> With no one else even close to as famous as them in it, except for maybe Steve Zahn. <laughs> Your favourite actor. My favourite actor. Diary of a Wimpy Kid continued the next year, Richard. Um, well, I should say actually this one. So Roderick Rules was based on the second book in the series and was rushed into production um after the first film proved it could make a profit i'm assuming because they knew the kids weren't going to stay young forever and soon it won't be as cute to see them running around in their underwear um so Mm. so similarly the third film diary of a wimpy kid dog days was also rushed into production came out in 2012 also directed by david bowers what do you think that this has on ron tomatoes a hundred says 52 percent which is the highest of the first three films oh no the first one's 54 all right never mind uh what's it about this one is about it's school holidays what is it the Mm. summer summer vacation summer vacation you guys call it we call that christmas vacation (laughs) well christmas holidays we don't really say vacation yeah so uh yeah this this one's really about the straining relationship between greg and steve zahn playing himself in this film frank hefley (laughs) yeah so um he's worried that he's going to be that if he doesn't behave over the summer holidays he's going to be sent to spag union Mm. which is a military school and this is this is something i want to ask our american listeners 
is what, what like is military school getting shipped off to military school is that like a legitimate thing that happened and is that like a legitimate threat that would be held over your heads Mm. because it's one of these i haven't thought about it in over a decade Mm. (laughs) watching this film but it feels like it was something that popped up a lot in these like american if i fail midterms i'm gonna be shipped off to military school if i don't have my hall pass just i might get him to do sunday school (laughs) sunday school's not american you mean summer school (laughs) no i meant sunday school okay (laughs) um this feels like the most frankensteinian of the first three yeah so because it's like so the first one is it's it's a bunch of different stories stuck together it's not like mary shelley's frankenstein (laughs) yeah the first one's like the cheese touch one the first day of school one the second one is like is the the party one the roderick one this one is simultaneously the military school one the relationship with the dad one and the country club one but it's called dog days because Mm. a very minor part of the film they Mm. get a dog yeah, it's also the um the summer camp one because they or the the like Cub Scouts one because they yeah, go yeah. camping and the last act of the film a plot point which could sustain a whole film is put in the last ten ten or so minutes of the movie. <sighs> yeah. So interestingly, the one of the reasons I think for the this one feeling so like stitched together is that it's actually based on the third and fourth book of the series um the fourth book is dog days uh which it took its title from the third book is called the last straw which call it the last straw why is Mm. this one called dog days um the whole climax is based around a last straw situation if i screw up one more Mm. time i'm gonna get sent to to spag union um there's a whole plot in this one as well with uh greg's crush um, she 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 starts writing her number in his yearbook, but then gets distracted, and then he finds her at Rowley's Country Club. Um, and she and, sees his dick. Well, we'll get to that. What did you think? <laughs> and of- then she's the younger sister of uh, Roderick's. Crush, crush yeah who and he wants to be the the live band at her sweet 16 well yeah the, the, he he just wants to get with her but then yeah then greg mm. manages to get Roderick a gig being the mm. live band at her sweet 16 and i was like that was a cool moment that was like mm. a nice thing mm. that he was willing to do that for his brother and they ran off to excitedly tell him and Roderick gives him a hug it's very cute mm. yeah so what did you think of uh diary of a wimpy kid dog days dog uh, days I, those really were the dog days richard mm. they really were the dog God, days are God, over, how we laughed. As Florence and the Machine would say. <laughs> it is now, yeah. Yeah, because I've watched two more movies since then. Absolutely. But the I do I probably put this on par with the second one. I more mm-hmm. better liked it better than the first. But yeah. yeah, the 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 Frankensteinian nature of it, or more relevant <laughs> to this po- this podcast, the space jammian nature of it. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, it d- d- did distract me while watching it because I was like, "Which one is this?" Wh- yeah, like, sure. what's Yeah, and then it's it, it insists it's the dog one, but it's that's <laughs> the smallest part of it. I think for something to be space jammian, these things have to happen simultaneously. Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days is like episodic, more right. episodic than the last ones. We're like Frankenstein. 
Yeah, like Frankenstein is. It's like, is it like, the Angry Villagers book? Is it the bringing a no, dead guy back to life book? Like each on, each of on, the um each of the the body parts that have been stitched together, I consider a different episode on Frankenstein's body. Sorry, mm. Frankenstein's monster's body. Mm-hmm. Um, none of none of these movies are bad. I put all I'm rated all of them three stars except for the last one. But midway through this one, I found myself just kind of sad that I wasn't loving these. Yeah. Like. Again, if I was a few years younger, I feel like these would have been incredibly. They're very Asian movies. They're very Asian, <laughs> and like we've talked about this before. I, I the, and this is relevant. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying this to show anyone, so I'm not bragging. But for my broadcasting school final project, like I made a sitcom pilot that was to my chagrin upon watching these movies a very similar plot to like it as the kid was a little bit older he had just started high school so he was mm. 13 not 11 as greg is um and but there was narration there was life there was, lessons. A, there was a, a handsome roderick character who i'm sure gave people <laughs> their sexual awakenings yep played by none other than richard martin of um earbud 2 <laughs> And I guess like all of that made when when it started when the first film started I was like kind of like oh damn like my idea that I've had in my back pocket's already been done and it's the uh, best my first day there. of st- my first day of school coming of age story someone already <laughs> thought of that but then I just grew to resent the first one so much that I stopped feeling bad about it but this one again it's so episodic that it's like this it feels like it's got like a season long story arc that could be that supplemented in different episodes like yeah. you can have a, a a cub scouts camp episode with the overarching story going through it mm. it feels strange to see that in a movie you know yeah. and then you could get a dog in like episode nine of season one and then you don't see the dog again till episode 13 because it was actually like written as the 12th episode of the season yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah Greg goes topless in the first film when they're playing football or some shit. Or it's like mm. dodgeball or some shit. Football um, or he, some shit. It's like some stupid shit. Who gives, a, who gives a fuck? He goes pantsless in the second film when he's running after his diary through the retirement home. So it only stands to reason, Richard, that this that child be fully actor... Clothed. No, the opposite, actually. <laughs> he should go full naked in the third. Um, he loses his swimming trunks in the country club pool and is then approached in the pool by his crush where he presumably gets a mad boner. Uh, <laughs> the film does not go into this itself, but I did think it was interesting that he sort of just hangs out in the pool for hours and prunes up because he can't get out to get any trunks. And But, like, people are swimming. People are going under the water. You can see There's under the There's a shot water. of Paddy, who's a character in these films, like puts on goggles and goes under the yeah. water and then nothing comes of it. Yeah. I thought she was going to then come up screaming like, Greg's got a swimmer! <laughs> I know you have a fat boner, Greg Heffley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What do we think about this? Do we think this this franchise is too many naked twelve year olds or however? He's very he's actually got a very deep voice in this, so presumably yeah, it's, it, it, he'll it, be it really puberty hit him like a fucking freight train <laughs> between two and three, which is so good. A more vulnerable um, state to be seen naked, and I'm sure his body's going through a number of changes mm. at this time. The the best joke in this film, I thought, was um, Greg goes away for holiday with Rowley and Rowley's parents, and they play a board game, which is essentially a, you spin 
um, a, a spinner and the person it points to, you have to tell them something that, that you love about them, which is already like a great rally you know because rowley's yeah. such a dweeb and rowley gets his mum and he's like i love this and this and then rowley's mum gets rowley and then greg gets rowley's dad and i was like what a brilliant joke yeah. what a brilliant joke like it's weird enough that he's playing it but then he gets this character he has not even spoken two words to Who hates and he's him. just like yeah and he hates him and he's like i love that you have a mustache um i thought that was great um, and I also thought that the loaded diaper gig at Heather's Sweet Sixteen, I thought was actually genuinely great, and I think he did. Mm. I think um, Roderick did a did a good job. He sings like sort of a heavy metal version of Justin Bieber's "Baby" yeah. to Heather, and like they chaos ensues, and he knocks over the ice sculpture. But like in the beginning of the performance, I was like, "This is this is up to like if a sixteen year old did this at some, at a party, like." This would be acceptable. This is fun. This is cool. <laughs> Do you think that Holly actually liked Greg? Because until she holds his hand in the final moments of the film, I thought she was interested in Rowley because she. I thought we were going to get that. Yeah, reveal. she writes "You're so cute" in Rowley's yearbook and all sorts of things. Well, I was she was giving was... Greg her phone number. Yeah, but Which she also wrote like cute. "You're such a good friend" as well. That's Which, right, as yeah. as um, Roderick states, that is the kiss of death mm. on any possible romantic The stuff. death knell. The death knell. Very good. Um, <laughs> so at the time, uh, this was considered to be the final film in the series. There were no plans for a fourth film. Um, Zachary Gordon, the guy who plays Greg, was quoted as saying, Dog Days will most likely be the last movie. The main problem is the cast is getting older. You can't stop it. There's no way to temporarily stop us from changing and growing up. You know, that's the problem because the characters are supposed to be timeless. I just always love it when, like, someone who's probably too young to say anything that wise just says yeah time we, time makes fools of us all <laughs> it, re- it truly does um got some dumb imdb trivia for this movie as well um a sequel dumb was in the works movie. a sequel was in the works but can- i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Answer when the protagonist underwent a major growth spurt suddenly. Hmm. Um, which feels like a weird way it's to say It's not called diary of a tall kid. <laughs> save, um, save and, that for tall girl on net, he, streaming on netflix <laughs> starring steve zahn as if really yeah really um and finally dumb imdb trivia greg heffley does a couple of things mr bean did such as being scared to go off the high dive with a younger person next in line they both go off and lose their trousers also they go through a hundred possibilities of a phone number wow I just love the sentence, Greg Heffley does a couple of the things Mr. Bean did. Yeah. It's just a stupid way to put it. <laughs> Do you know that there's a, like, um, Ron Atkinson has a new, like, yeah, man versus bee? Yeah. It looks like it should be a movie, but it's a TV series. Yeah. Very, so very Netflix. Yeah. 
Alrighty, so Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul, came out. So the first one, 2010, 2011, 2012. This one came out in 2017. And when I saw that on Disney+, Plus, I was like, God, Greg must be super old now because I did not know what mm. I was about to see. And this was also directed by David Bowers, so he directed the last three. Um, and what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? 15. Is eighteen, which is like, well, whatever. The like, the connection, you know, this is obviously like a rating that's reflected by the upset of change. Mm. <laughs> um, so this one is mainly based on the ninth book in the series, The Long Haul, but it also greedily adapts elements from books seven, eight, and ten as well, which are called The Third Wheel, Hard Luck, and Old School, respectively. Um, what is this movie about, and what's the general deal with it? They go on a road trip, the Hefleys are hitting the road, <laughs> and things are not gonna go well. Oh, they no. win a pig, the pig does a big fart and poop. <laughs> Greg listens to a, a bearded man poop and yeah. you, you hear the poop you hear the poop it's gross it's gross it's a it gross is. scene yeah <laughs> and uh what else they they fucking the yeah just all this shit happens and mm. the, but then their mum alicia silverstone doesn't want them to have their phones because mm. screens are the devil and mm. uh, D- 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 greg goes viral as Mr. Diaper Hands, and yeah. that is not cool, and so he wants to be cool, and so he wants to go to his... Uh, that's how uh, <laughs> Digby do it. Mac Digby is a YouTuber, a gaming YouTuber that Greg is a fan of, and the road trip they're going on is to see their 90-year-old Mimor, who, when you see her, she is not anywhere close to 90 but um yeah she's like in her 30s yeah (laughs) but he um wants to um go because the this this vidcon is near her house where mac digby will be and he wants to go there to clear his name so that everyone will stop calling him diaper hands because he got his hand stuck to a diaper in a ball pit and it got filmed and went viral um he thinks that if he can be in a video with mac digby it'll it'll revive his his reputation um and by the way mac digby uh he's like this pewdiepie markiplier kind of amalgamation what a what incredible casting this guy is. <laughs> yeah, I, had to, yeah, yeah. I had to look up if he was a real youtuber because i was like this does not this seems too smart this is just some fat idiot <laughs> um but no he's just invented for the movie he just it looks the part he's got like fluorescent pink hair but he just i don't know i was really impressed with the casting of yeah, that he character. looks like he smells mm. so as we have <laughs> indicated the entire cast has been recast and in fact um uh aged down as well they've been reset to their the ages they were in the first film um alicia silverstone um soaks up what i assume is the steve zan budget of the previous Mm -hmm. films and she replaces rachel harris as greg's mom but greg's dad is played by tom everett scott who is making his first appearance on film franchise fortnights where he's not playing a dog of some kind because (laughs) we have
have previously seen him uh, where he played Buddy himself in Ear Buddies uh, and Snow Buddies, as well as Santa Paws in The Search for Santa Paws. Wow. He also played Charlie in Pupstar, and he also played the werewolf in An American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> so this is his only non-dog-related role. And, you know, they did get a dog in another movie, so even that's up for... Up for debate. It's up for debate whether or not this is a dog-related role. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, what? so this was... I gave this, like, two and a half stars or something like that. And mm-hmm. then I was just thinking about it as I was getting ready. I was pulling up the Wikipedia page for the film series. And I was mm-hmm. like, this film was real... This one was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you clearly disliked it a lot more than I did then. I thought it was... I don't know. I, I just that... I've seen this film before. I've seen this exact sure. film before. This is Vacation. Are we the, there yet? The Ed Helms film. Yeah. But yeah. the I yeah, I know it's a remake, but it's it's well, No, it's you were meaning the Ed Helms one. I meant the Ed Helms one. It's very similar to the Ed Helms one. That there's a scene where they get covered in what is or looks like feces. There's three separate scenes in this film <laughs> where they get covered in what is or looks like semen. <laughs> the first time it's some kind of lotion that's on screen so briefly it's, it may as well just be it, semen it, unable to determine what it is and then they get pooped on by when a bunch of seagulls enter the car and what was a pretty mm. funny scene and then that looks like semen and then the the a tub of cinnamon rolls fucking mm. combusts in the car exploding mm. everywhere mm. and covering them all in it glazes them. It glazes the shit out of them. It glazes, and it looks them. As, and it looks like like semen. And the fact that they they leave it on them for so long in the movie, and, and it's, it's stuck in Alicia Silverstone's hair. Like, you know, relatively, you know, back in her heyday, she was somewhat of a, a sex icon. So, you know, the 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 connotations and the correlations are there. I bet, and I'm almost sure, looking at reviews and, and even hearing what you're saying, I get, I guess that there's like a massive contingent, contingent out there of fans who just reject the new cast. And yeah, like, hashtag not my Roderick. Not my Roderick, yeah. I found it um, mildly upsetting at first, but then I remembered I didn't really I like don't the care. old cast yeah. that much. Um, and I think this one is just as many highs and lows as the others. I did think they, what I initially thought clicking play on Disney Plus and seeing the thumbnail was that Manny would be the main character who's their little brother. Who says, mm. He's only free, and as he says in the first film, who, so you know, funny. you get. You could age him up to be whatever age you want him to be now. And I thought that would be the way to continue it on. Um, because as it stands, it is kind of a soft reboot slash continuation. All of the like framing is the same. Like they, it has the same style opening sequence. The title mm. always appears the same. So it's not mm. like this is like a um, foundational reboot. It's like yeah. clearly they were going it's for just something. Just a recast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also they're a lot younger, so I don't know when it's set, but it's clearly set in modern day because they talk about their devices a lot. There, there are memes. Yeah, there's memes. I thought this was the dirtiest one. There's a joke in it where he's... Well, they get covered in mud. (laughs) And semen. Where where he's showing um, new Roderick um, the VidCon that he wants to, and he shows him like a scantily clad dressed woman This was the best joke in the film. (laughs) And he he goes, and Roderick goes, are those real? 
and and uh greg goes i don't even know like everybody dresses up in all sorts of crazy costumes and you know no, the joke he's, being, he's, he's, he says that most of them make their their armor out of foam or their weapons yeah, out of yeah. foam or something like that. the joke being roderick's talking about tits and greg hefley has never seen a tit yeah well, i doubt roderick kid. has either if this roderick no way. <laughs> i thought this was also the most viscerally gross because there's a scene where they're at this carnival and they're in that spinny thing and mm. there's just this oh, yeah. real slow motion shot of roderick vomiting directly toward the camera <sighs> and then it goes into a beardo's face Beardo, who's a character that's stalking them. <laughs> yeah, and so, and because when we first meet Beardo, they go to this hotel, this this really disgusting hotel, and they go to jump in the pool, but there's no pool, and they look over at like the hot tub, and they were like, "Well, at least they're having fun." And I legit thought they were having an orgy, and so it's like <laughs> there's, there's there's three shots of the of them in the hot tub, so it's like this this family. So you've got mum, dad, and two or three it's just because there's a lot of skin and they don't there's a lot of skin and and they're like and they're like flipping over each other like one of the daughters is like climbing on the dad and i legit was like oh my god like because it was kind of jesus christ and i was like are they (laughs) jesus like yeah they're not going to show close up with that and then they showed another shot of it very quickly and i was like uh, is that children in the orgy? (laughs) and then another shot again that went for longer and i was like this is a family and they're not having an orgy no crucially they're not having an orgy um yeah and the dad's got a beard and roderick's like look at those weirdos and um greg says more like beardo and then roderick goes great joke and i was like yeah i'm on roderick's side this one it's a terrible joke anyway he pisses off beardo and beardo stalks them for the whole road trip yeah the cold open of this film is greg getting the the diaper stuck to his hand um and it made me reflect on the all the embarrassing shit that happens to this guy this wimpy kid um and i feel like i briefly saw a flash of an alternate universe where these movies are a lot better or maybe it's a tv show and it existed as like a preteen's answer to curb your enthusiasm you know like he's constantly finding himself in just these like grotesquely embarrassing situations and then i realized that show exists richard and it's called malcolm in the middle and these movies Mm. are malcolm in the middle without the edge yeah that's what they are they're so similar to malcolm in the middle but malcolm in the middle is so much better than these Mm. 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 did you did you also pick up sorry on the um that chris coppola who plays mr beardo this isn't the first time we've seen him well uh, where else have we seen him uh he's in spider-man an uncredited role as kyle he's also in the friday the 13th remake as the gas station attendant and he's also comet in santa buddies gus in the search for santa paul's dancer the voice of dancer in santa paul's Two: the santa pups he's mr bull in super buddies he's tune in pup star he's um and he's rocky in pup star better together I guess it's not that surprising because these are all from like a very specific pocket mm. of Disney. Although these weren't Disney at the time, actually. Yeah. He's also in Russell Madness and Monkey Up, which feel like very, um, <laughs> very kind of similar films to that mm. ilk. And just have John well, Ratzenberger in them. <laughs> I'm glad you found that. Um, I think this yeah, film also, you, interestingly, takes 
place over the shortest period of time out of any of the movies. So the first film is a school year. The second mm. film is sort of like it's a school inter- year. It's it's a school year. It's an indeterminate amount of like I I felt like the second took place over a couple of months at least. Mm. Um, the third one is summer break, summer vacation. So there's three months, and this one's like two days. <laughs> mm. So I thought it was interesting that they didn't even keep to i don't know if, if your first one's set over a year i must feel like all of your ones should, all your series films should be set well it's over. not called year of a wimpy kid no that's true um, and maybe i'm just preparing for what we've got coming in the next fortnight there is a scene in in diary of a wimpy kid the long haul where greg really needs to pee but they can't pull over <laughs> so he gets a empty bottle out of the in the car and starts peeing it and he goes and he looks gleeful peeing into this bottle and his mum is staring at him in the eyes and Mm. she's like what are you doing and how did you put you messaged me about this how did you put it uh do you want me to find my exact words because like he literally just like he's sitting there and you could see him flop his dick out of his (laughs) pants yeah and yeah he says i um (laughs) I like how Greg maintains eye contact with his mom while he gets his dick out and has an orgasmic piss. Yeah, he has an orgasmic piss. And this made me realize, like, in, in the first one, there's a scene where he pisses all over Roderick by accident and stuff like that. Is Greg Heffley the youngest character in all of cinema to be constantly getting his dick out in front of people? <laughs> like, think about it. Like, think about it. Like, not even just, like, down to his underwear. Like, he pisses yeah. on he pisses on Roderick in the first one. He yeah. dives naked into the pool in the third one. And he just flaps his fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diary of a diary of a registered sex offender (laughs) that's what the future holds for greg heffley well there's Um, there's my continue the franchise when when uh they sneak off to vidcon the mum calls the police and she's like i'd like to report missing persons because she doesn't know where she's gone and then she sees them being interviewed on the news where they're like our mum has no idea we're here um and she says i'd like to report a double murder which is a crazy thing to, to tell say the cops. nine one one operator, <laughs> like they don't they don't fucking take that shit lightly. No, I know exactly. <laughs> it's it's not worth the joke, Alicia yeah. Silverstone. Um, the last note I had here was that the parents put on "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls, um, in the car there goes like, to listen to. The film's budget. There goes their <laughs> Roderick casting budget. <laughs> um, and this is treated like some kind of affront to music by the kids. They're like, oh my God, old people music, no. Mm. And it's like, it's Spice Girls. Like, I feel like the song never left the zeitgeist. Mm. So it's you can't be like, it's some obscure song. I don't know, it just felt like a disingenuous attempt at that story beat uh the long haul wasn't always the plan for a fourth film and before it was greenlit um uh in that sort of five-year gap jeff kinney ha- ha- um, expressed interest in adapting the sixth book cabin fever into a movie or tv special and he wanted it 
to be animated. Um, He'll he'll never make an animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid move. (laughs) That that never happened, but it it did eventuate into Diary of a Wimpy Kid in 2021. This was directed by Swinton Scott, um, whose previous directing credits include seven episodes of The Simpsons, including And Maggie Makes Three and The PTA Disbands, uh, as well as... The finger thing means the taxes. (laughs) As well as a season 10 episode I watched on the plane to London recently called Mayed to the Mob. Um, He also directed episodes of Family Guy, Angry (gasps) Beavers, and Futurama, including Jurassic Bark. So this is the the director of potentially the, the most famous episode of Futurama is wow. the director of Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2021. Um, what do you think it has on Ron Tomatoes? A thousand. It's got 73%, so by quite a wide margin, it's the highest rated. In 2018, the CEO of 20th Century Fox, Stacy Snyder, announced that a fully animated television series based on Diary of a Wimpy Kid was in development. After the acquisition of 21st Century Fox by Disney, the project was confirmed to still be in development for their upcoming Disney+, Plus. but by December 2020, the project was confirmed to have been redeveloped as an animated film. What's it about? It's the same plot as the first one. It's the same thing. No Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, stuff it. is removed, but that's it. Um, what did you think of this movie? The thing that I found most interesting about this is that it kind of shows how how faithful the original film must be. Because presumably sure. this is, you know, lifted directly from the page. And there's so many like lines of dialogue that are in this one and the mm. original. And they must be straight from the book. That's yeah, kind yeah. of my most you know my, my my biggest observation but i do as well like regarding the animation style i know you had quite a few issues <laughs> with it i think it's an it's it's good enough to sustain an hour which is how long this film is i don't mm. think it's good enough to sustain 90 minutes but i, I kind of liked it it's like an interesting choice interesting. Okay. yeah okay well i i thought it was um, similar to what you said, I thought it was interesting to see the first film quite comfortably condensed into an hour. Mm. Like it goes to show, like the first one probably didn't need to be as long as it was. Um, but yeah, man, that visual style, I just do not. I don't think it works at all in CGI, nor can it sustain itself. And um, Kenny chose to use the CGI in spite of the book's hand-drawn style uh, because he wanted the animation to feel like the books had come to life. And so, if you've seen any art from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's that style, but 3D animated and coloured. And and um, I think it really highlights how simple the art style is uh, and mm. how it belongs in doodle form, um, mainly because Greg only has three hairs in the doodle, which in the doodle I think is supposed to represent like he's got like a frizzy, Mm. messy kind of unkempt hair kind of thing going on. I don't think the, from the information given to us in the doodle, I don't think he only has three hairs. I think it's indicating more. Mm. Um, But in this, it's, it's it's just a bald kid with three hairs coming out of his head. Um, and the I thought, yeah, I don't know. I just I just didn't think it was nice to look at. And it's clear, like all the original characters they animated, they gave them all proper hair. <laughs> like <laughs> the story elements, they they changed around a little bit. And I thought um, they removed some of Rowley's innocence and what felt like an attempt 
to make Greg more likable. Um, but I think this came at the expense of the story. Like the the situation in which Greg was like takes the Zooey Mama idea feels a lot more um it's not like mean spirited, but it's 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 Rowley taking something for himself, mm, which yeah. feels very not like in his character. And I I didn't really like that. And I think that mm. the the innocence of Rowley is is lost there but other than that there's not too much else to say about it it's just the first film again there's the mm. cheese touch again I feel like we haven't had there's... this in a while where it's like it, we're, we're covering essentially the same film mm. like, yeah, like yeah. just a straight remake and a pretty close remake mm. well it's a, a re- re-adaptation I guess mm. Mm. Um, mm. Ra- Rowley, Rowley uh, does eat the cheese again at the end of this um, and the movie ends with one of the most bizarre, like, like it's either this piece of narration that's supposed to be, like, encouraging, but I just thought it was threatening. Where oh, he's, Greg, it's a, it's, he makes a threat. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg says something along the lines of, um, he'll say, so he basically it's says, like, and I, I never tell, did tell anyone that Rowley yeah, ate the cheese, but if he fucking steps out of line for even one goddamn second, I'm going to tell yeah. the whole fucking school. He essentially says that, but he says it like it's like a happy ending. Very strange. Um, any other thoughts of this battle I've got to say on this very small film? Uh, do you have any other thoughts on it? No. Hmm. I guess it like it, it's yeah, like the Halloween sequence in the first film feels like it happens like halfway through, and in this, it's like the second thing that happens. So like, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what's cut out. Like, Shirag hmm. Gupta's gone shelly or whatever and patty sorry is gone yeah. like they really cut down all the characters i don't know i didn't like it but apparently everyone else did chirag is in it though is he yeah yeah he's um uh, rowley gets a new best friend when they split up and it's Chirag. Oh, okay i missed that i was waiting for him to do the cheese touch monologue again mm-hmm. well richard this brings us to continue the franchise which is the last well one of the last segments the last fun segment on the show yeah, um, where we we talk um, in terms of future films or or when we, we pitch our own sequels. So um, an animated version of Roderick Rules is set for release this year on Disney Plus with Jeff wow. Kinney um, stating that he intends to adapt all the books into these animated features for Disney Plus, which would mean we're really covering this franchise on the ground floor because um, the 17th book is set to come out this year. Um, and also... Zooey <laughs> <Zoo> mama! <laughs> it's probably worth noting that an animated short film diary of a wimpy kid class clown was released after the dog days film featuring all the voices of the original three films um so we could watch that maybe one day Uh, but for full full transparency um and because we talk about titles a lot on this podcast here are all the book titles jimmy give you a one word review of each one yeah i'll give you a three word review of each one okay number one diary of a wimpy kid zoo wee mama Okay, Roderick Rule. Zooey Mama. The Last Straw. Zooey Mama. Dog Days. Zooey Mama. <laughs> the Ugly Truth. Not too bad. <laughs> Cabin Fever. Zooey Mama. <laughs> the Third Wheel. Zooey Mama. Hard Luck. Zooey Mama. The Long Haul. A Zooey Mama. <laughs> <This is> so <laughs> dry. Old School. 
Zooey Mama. All right, I'm going to give you the last seven in one go. How does that sound? Okay, now I'm going to say Zooey Mama seven times. <laughs> okay. Double Down, The Getaway, The Meltdown, Wrecking Ball, The Deep End, Big Shot, and the one coming out this year is called Diaper Overload, but it's spelt with umlauts over the O's, much like in um, Loaded Diaper, the band in the, in the movies is spelt. Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama, Zooey Mama. Thank you. Uh, my favourite title, though, in the wider Wimpy Kid series would go to one of the book's spin-offs, which is written from Rowley's perspective, um, and it's titled Diary of an Awesome Friendly Kid. <laughs> 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 which I think is so funny, like, speaks to, like, Rowley's self-positivity as well as, like, anything else. Um, it is followed by two sequels called Rowley Jefferson's Awesome Friendly Adventure and Rowley Jefferson's Awesome Friendly Spooky Stories. Um, <laughs> I really like Rowley. I think Rowley and Roderick are the best parts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my serious pitch for a continue the franchise outside of just turning this into the half-hour sitcom that it so clearly is begging to be, mm. I think, um, would be either to stick to the live-action sequels and just recast every few years. People will get over it. It can just be a tradition. It can be a James Bondian kind of like mm. time stamp. Which 11-year-old actor are they going to get? Yeah, oh my God. Um, mm. Or if they're going to do animated, I think the style would better suit digital shorts or even, haven't pitched this in a while, a point-and-click video game, if mm -hmm. those are still around. I could see things like, you know, clicking around a classroom or using what you've learnt or whatever. So... Richard, what's your continue the franchise? Well, I was going to pitch you Diary of a Pathetic Man, <laughs> uh, which would either be about a grown-up Greek Heffley or about Steve Zahn. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would like to see a film following Roderick as he goes off to college and, or, you know, as he's finishing high school and is having to you know uh pursue his dreams of being in a rock band it's like it's essentially like i, I and, and you know i, I kind of want to see like a spinal tap but with loaded diaper this, this is, is loaded, loaded diaper, diaper. Mm. Mm. cool yeah so but yeah like they really just i just want to see just roderick give him his own movie get devon bostwick or whatever his name is back mm -hmm. bostick nice i think they would go very, down very well with a lot of the ladies. Females. The ladies. Ooh, the ladies. He's gonna be in he's gonna be an Oppenheimer. That's right. I mm. did hear about that. Along with uh, jo Josh Peck is also an mm. Oppenheimer. Everyone's a bloody Oppenheimer. That's true. I'm that starting is true. to think I might be in bloody <laughs> Steve Zahn is moments away from getting the call to be an Oppenheimer. Mm. So now we're going to move on to a segment that gets shorter and shorter every time we do it called Rank Dat Franchise, where we rank the franchise with all the other franchises we've watched this is the 154th franchise we've watched what are you thinking is it better or worse than diary of a mad black woman <laughs> uh let's put it next to it no i think it's much better what are you talking about <laughs> do you think this is above the nymphomaniac constant no you think it's worse uh maybe just if it's worse it's just worse yeah, yeah. Um, I just found it doesn't a, have, a, yep. a fun bit of Oppenheimer trivia mm. while I was looking. See, Josh Peck, as you mentioned, is in it. He's playing a guy yep. called Kenneth Bainbridge. So, you know, like the the whole Manhattan Project, the, the nuclear test, and Oppenheimer uttered his famous, now I am become death, 
Destroyer okay. of Worlds. Do you know mm-hmm. what Josh Pick's character said to him immediately after that? What? He said, now we are all sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I hope that's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've placed Diary of a Wimpy Kid at 76 between Twilight and Rambo First Blood. Love it. Does, does that sound good? Sounds Right, great. so it is the 76th best franchise we've ever watched. Um, and Richard, we the next franchise we're going to do has been decided by our Patreon. Do you want to pull up the Patreon? Yeah, and, I've, and I, I, Joe, I actually, I haven't followed this at all. I have. I know what it is. Like, people have been talking about it all week. And I just have not paid attention. The The Patreon requires two-factor authentication and it texts mm. you the code. Right. And so when I, I went to check at like 2 a.m. and and you uncharacteristically were asleep at 2 a.m. And well, maybe it wasn't that late. It would have been like half 12 or 1. And uh, it so texts you the code and, my, then I, and then I just... My fear of going to bed early. I just, couldn't, <laughs> I, I just couldn't check and then I thought, you know what, I'm just not going to look, so... I'm sorry. Um... Shall I look then? Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, yeah. So for those who are new to the podcast, um, we every second franchise we do is decided by the people over at patreon.com slash cult popsha, where if you donate only a dollar a month, you can actually suggest and vote on franchises, um, every second franchise we cover. And it's always really heated and it's always really fun. Um, and it's really cool to see how much people care about the show. There will be screeds of text in the discord of people talking about what they think <laughs> the next franchise will be people have gone on year-long campaigns to mm. um get their franchise picked very it's very reminiscent of like when a when someone doesn't win president so they come back in four years to try do it again mm. like it's, yeah, we've, it's, we've it's, got a few uh bernie sanders in our discord yeah it's a real it's a real thing um and so the this is the end of the franchise poll for for our next franchise um, but before i tell you what is one i would just like to say that if you've enjoyed the show please consider following cold popture on twitter and instagram and as i said you can join our patreon if you want to donate some money that's patreon.com slash or you can join the discord which there is a link to in the show notes and richard the winning franchise is uh one that there could not be um, maybe a worse time in history to be covering uh, this particular franchise. Give us I our am, Pride Month franchise. I'm I'm baffled to see this win. I'm uh, quite daunted by the prospect of it as well. Um, and I'm sure it'll probably bring in a lot of new listeners, but uh, you know we're a podcast that would rather do the Jumanji series as opposed to the the star wars series not that star wars is what won thank god no the winner by like and it's the most i don't want to say the number but it's got the most votes a franchise has gotten in a while can you say Um, the number and bleep it it's 18 well 18 votes for the harry potter franchise god i knew (laughs) this day was coming here it is and i guess this is gonna have to be a multi-week episode as well so i imagine What it'll look like is we'll come back in two weeks, do the Harry Potter episode, and then the next week do a Fantastic Beasts episode. I don't mm. think we'll need a franchise a fortnight to separate the two parts. No. Maybe yeah, we will. The, um, we are also though. The weird thing is that we are approaching this this Friday coming is our mm. what is it six year anniversary of mm. franchise Fortnite. So I guess we'll work out we. 
may or may not do a redux this year. You'll you'll mm-hmm. fucking find Which out when it happens. Redo a franchise from the early days for those those who don't know. Um, yeah. So and uh, but yeah, we, we will do a quiz at some point. Yeah, we probably we so, might do the quiz next week. Yeah, if we can probably figure it out in out. time. Do a quiz yeah, well, next week. Yeah. Yeah, let's, it should let's be do- fine. We just usually, I think, have a longer run into it, but it'll be fine. Well, let's, let's um, start launching it now. Yeah, okay. I'm going to put it in the diary. <laughs> so, yeah, Harry Potter, a series which at one point I had no qualms with, but now in 2022, very complicated feelings for now that you're Now that you're woke. Now that I'm woke, I've tried to like erase, like I always like scroll past Harry Potter themed TikToks on my tiktok for you page because i don't want harry potter to be part of my life but i tell you what if there's anything the algorithm is going to pick up on it's me watching all eight to 11 mm. movies over the next three weeks so zooey mama zooey mama it's gonna be a big blockbuster episode it's probably gonna be a pretty long episode mm. because there's eight movies i like i do like that these are essentially the magical versions of diary of a wimpy kid yeah as well you've read <laughs> all the books right a long time ago yeah. Oh, yeah i've read one and a half of the books so which one and a half one and half of two <laughs> wow so yes harry potter next franchise harry potter big deal this should be i i hate how you can hear how unexcited i am to watch <laughs> all the harry potter movies if this was like you know another blockbuster like when we got indiana jones it was like hell yeah like awesome there's, there's, but this is like there's much uh, less of those as well i've <laughs> yes, got the all cool. the harry potter movies on blu-ray so same be fun to well, dust those I off I don't own them personally, but I have them. So yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. next week. And stay tuned, everybody, well, for next fortnight. The stay tuned, everybody, for the post-credit scene after this music ends. And let us know. Contact us. Let us know how excited yeah, this you how are. How much Harry of a Potter. wimp you are? What's how much of a what's wimp something you, you put in your diary? What's something that you've never told anyone? Who do you have a crush on? Tell us. Write into us. Copoptionmedia gmail who do you have a crush on? We won't tell anyone. Unless it's one of us and then we'll tell then we'll, each other. We'll, we'll know, yeah. Well, we won't tell anyone. We'll just we'll just see it and we'll know. So the, yeah, but, the but then I'm going to tell, but then I'm gonna tell everyone that someone has a crush on me. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i be so flattered. <laughs> someone, just, just even, if, even if you're lying, just tell me you have a crush on me. I don't care. I, I just, have a crush I just, on you. Not you. Oh, okay. It's not good enough when I'm... Well, you're only doing it because I said... There's a chance that, that... That's the only reason anyone would do that. No, but there's a chance if someone says it because of, like, if someone on the Discord or emails us or comments on Facebook or Instagram that they have a crush on me, there's a chance it's a coincidence. I know you're just saying that. But anyone else, it could be a coincidence. Okay. So that's my that's my, that's my my call out for this week. Tell me you have a crush on me. And... I'll I'll reply with a little X, okay? okay. That's my that's my right, weirdly. Will, will you tell me? Will I find find out about this? What? Will what? I be privy to this information? What? I, well, we both know that you'll probably send me a screenshot. You'll you'll probably see it before I do if they contact us on any official channel. Oh, right. So you True. pass it on, and you you AJ. This is also the task for mm. you. You have to make it clear. It's not you telling me. You have a crush on me. Hmm. This is from someone else. And then I will go find that message and I will reply with an X 
from I could just reply with an X for you if you No want. no I'll I'll do it from my personal account on whatever it's on. <laughs> what if it's a DM? <laughs> then I'll Well then I have to. If it's a DM then it's No it's but DM to Cole Popsha. How what, like, then I will then right. I will open Everybody up a DM with that Richard person you have a crush on and me. I will That's just fine. say X. Everyone tell me you have a crush on me. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> when I'll read out all the DMs I got. <laughs> All right, welcome along to the post-credit scene, everybody. This hashtag, is a segment. Hashtag of- I have a crush on Richard. <laughs> oh God, stop! <laughs> this is a segment at the end of each episode where, if you donate five dollars or more over at Patreon.com/slash Copopsy, you get to give us something to talk about. And this, the post-credit scene, Richard, do you have it up? Yes. Uh, Can do you, you mean tell the page us- or? <laughs> someone's got a crush on himself <laughs> tell us who it's from and what is it uh this is uh do you have a favorite non-film franchise books video games or extended tv universes i'm gonna beat you to your one breaking bad better call Who's Saul. this from uh this is from joe rundle i was just so, <laughs> so excited to beat you to your one that i sorry joe you breaking didn't get bad in the sun. breaking bad uncharted crash bandicoot these are mine mm-hmm. Yep, they're mine too. Um, <laughs> Odd Last World. of Us. Odd, Odd World. World, I love Odd um, World. <laughs> um, I don't know, what is this, does a TV show count as a franchise? Well, I, th- I think to be more the- Breaking Bad having an extended universe with Better Call Saul. Yeah, okay, so, so, so it, it, I can't just be like, this TV show I like. Malcolm in the Middle, because it has multiple it- seasons. <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? I didn't even say that. I was just clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um uh non yeah any more non-film franchise yeah books uh not real there's like i i do have like a handful of books i like but there are no there's no like franchise of books mm, yeah, that neither. i've really like read um neither. but your video games you've got crash bandicoot uncharted far cry is one that i've i've called a guilty pleasure before even though it's a very successful game mm. franchise but it's just one that i i i, I don't really like any other kind of games like far cry but for some reason mm. i just real like far cry um spyro yeah spyro um, sure yeah crash bandicoot but the naughty dog crash bandicoot if naughty dog counts as, as you know we would we would normally say a, a studio doesn't count as a franchise but naughty dog is like one of the only sort of and um play dead studios they're like kind of a franchise that did inside and limbo that yeah, sure. like these ones that it's like i will whatever you do next i will consume it hmm I I feel like I watch a lot of YouTube video essays or speedrun documentaries on Mario. Like mm. I've got such an extensive knowledge of Mario lore now and I've never really played a Mario game mm. and I wouldn't even call it I just think I just like learning about the stuff. I love learning. <laughs> That's the greatest franchise of all is just learning. It's my brain. 